we're glad to have you join us again for another episode here of our podcast um, where we have been uh, continuing on this journey of just trying to talk about areas of our lives uh, that are directly related to uh, our walk with God. Sometimes we use that phrase, walk with God, a journey with God, our time with God, our quiet time. We use all these different phrases. And yet we really want to kind of talk specifically about what does that look like? What, what does that mean to be with God? And then from there, things should uh, be evident to the way that we treat people around us. And, and we've been having this discussion now for uh, almost a year. And in that discussion, uh, we've hoped to take this beyond just maybe what happens in a church or what happens in your small group, but into what is common, uh, your common everyday life. And uh, as we've said before, we don't always have all the answers. We don't wrap everything up in every episode, and, but we want to get us thinking and processing, hopefully stir on something that uh, will make you seek out or keep thinking about it or maybe even stir you uh, into uh, a, even a, a more committed relationship with God and what that looks like. But if you're new with us, uh, my name is Pastor Dan Hertzler. I'm the pastor at Refuge Church in Manor, PA, and I always have with me uh, these two young guys. I'm Ryan. And I'm Mike. And uh, together we just have these kind of conversations. And over the past, I don't know, maybe five or six uh, episodes have you been with us, we've been talking a lot about prayer as one of the core elements of what uh, our rhythms look like in our relationship with God, that prayer is something significant that God has uh, called us to, uh, demonstrated to through Jesus, um, and uh, continues to be the thing where we talk to him, he talks to us, uh, we uh, have different kinds of prayers that we've talked about, and, and we want to keep on this discussion. And so this episode, we're going to talk about maybe something you don't always think about, but the idea that we use prayer a lot of times in dedications, uh, sometimes we use it in uh, before ceremonies and you see a prayer of dedication for a, maybe a couple getting married or maybe even at a graduation. Uh, you see dedications of buildings. Sometimes maybe you've been to church before we see child dedications. We use prayer as this way to almost ask God to bless or to um, whatever the, the thing that we're talking about. And we also use that term for ourselves as well, too, because sometimes we have prayers of our own dedication, and yet we got to think about this to say, okay, what, what does this mean? What are we doing? Well, what, what, are, what are we indicating when we use this concept of prayer as a form of dedication? And so, um, you know, you can look at really in the Old Testament, you can see uh, Abraham in Genesis um, built an altar, and he said, the Lord will provide, and this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord he will provide, dedicating that, that place where he offered up Isaac. Um, Gideon did the same thing when he built an altar, and he called it, and he said, this is the Lord of peace. This is, this is God. So Moses uh, built the altar, and he said, the Lord is my banner. So uh, several times in the Old Testament, we see that concept of people building altars or proclaiming something to be the Lord's in a, in a prayer of dedication. Um, just curious, Ryan, you know, in, in your life and, and journey, uh, you know, what, what does this thought come to your mind? Yeah, immediately what came to mind, honestly, probably because it just had happened for Melissa and I not too long ago was having our first son, Isaiah, dedicated. But my mind went to Hannah in the Old Testament and seeing yeah. Samuel, this child that she had prayed for, and the Lord, you know, shows up, gives her this child. And then, you know, it, it's it's super cool. What, what really stood out to me was there were three things of 
in this, in this dedication, there was a sacrifice. They sacrificed the bull. And then there was this thanksgiving of, Lord, this is the child that you gave me. And then at the very end, there was worship. They worshiped the Lord. Mm-hmm. And those kind of three things stood out to me because just felt like in a dedication, there is some form of like a sacrifice, whether it's like in a baby dedication where it's like even the parents saying, I'm going to sacrifice myself so yeah. that I can raise my child up to know the Lord. Mm. You know, obviously you can't be responsible for your child's salvation, but there is this sense of this sacrifice of, you know, I want to give myself mm over to the Lord so that I'm a good example. I'm someone who looks like Christ for my child. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, from that place, this Thanksgiving of Lord, look at what you've done. You know, and I think that expands way more than just children, but you know, that's, that's why we're here. (laughs) We were all a child. So then the final thing with worship was super cool. And I think, I don't know, it's just to be in that place of, of, Thank you, Lord, for what you have done Mm. in worshiping you in this dedication process of what you're going to do, Mm. you know, for who you are and what you will do, you know. And and to me, that's just kind of what stood out about Hannah's story, just thinking about Samuel in that in that dedication. And I think it's just a a really cool thing because I uh, it's like a prayer that. It, it doesn't really end, you know, mm. it just keeps going and going and going. And, yeah. you know, year after year after year, I think, you know, you see a little more fruit of, of that dedication. Mm. And, and there's a, a acknowledgement that again, uh, with a child or, or maybe even with, um, whatever, a building or whatever, uh, there's a sense of God giving that or yeah. the blessing of that coming that, that you realize, um, you know, this wasn't just by my own works mm, or my mm-hmm. own creation, especially in life. Yeah. Uh, what a, what a privilege that is mm-hmm. to have that. And then to say, and, and we want to cherish this, not for ourselves, not for what we want, but to ultimately make it, you know, again, about, about his kingdom. And, and it's honestly kind of too, just even with tithing, right? It's like, Lord, look at what you've given me how can I not just give back to you? Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's, I feel like that was the heart of Hannah in this of God, you gave me something that I never thought I could have. Yeah. So I just have to give back to you. Yeah. You know, I think that's the true heart, yeah. like the heart posture we should have in any kind of dedication. Hmm. Interesting. Mike, what about you? Uh, you know, I know, I think you've been part of some like building dedications or different things like that. What, what what's your thought on that? Yeah. So I've, I've been a part of multiple churches, um, both in my career, but also, uh, before then, and it feels like in every church there's been some sort of a, a building project or a renovation project of some sort. So, I mean, there, there's always, uh, like the, the dedication thing, like it's like the thing that you do and there's all this pomp and circumstance depending on, on what it is. And it can be great. Like it can be a really cool thing. Um, for me, as I think about doing that, um, I think that, um, there's a couple of ways that you could do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and some people even scale that down to like their home and their living room. And, and, um, that's something that, that I've not done currently where I live, but, um, in, in prior places I've, I've definitely done and, and prayed over and things like that. But, um, the verse that comes to mind is actually involving one of the, the same people that Ryan, uh, was just referencing, uh, Samuel. And, uh, what I think about, <laughs> in regards to dedicating a building or, or anything else that, that, that you want to dedicate. Um, 
is whenever he goes up to to Saul after Saul had had really screwed up for the last time and said, um, obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It, it, it's better to obey than to, um, go through all those, those rituals and those things. And the reason that I say that is because, uh, you know, there, there were very good intentions and good hearts, I think, in a lot of the ceremonies that, that I've seen both in personal lives, but also in group settings of just like dedicating. But like, you know, for me, I take it seriously. Um, and, and I, I think that's something that we should take seriously is, is if I'm going to dedicate my living room or my back porch to the Lord, then I'm going to expect God that you're going to use this. Mm -hmm. And you know, for me, obedience means walking with the Lord. You know, he wants us to walk with him. He Mm -hmm. wants that new heart and that new heart to bear fruit in this world. And then we take the things that he's given us and we just dedicate them and say, God, you've given me all these different things like this home. You've given me this car. You've given me this, this church building, these resources here to use God. I'm giving them back to you, recognizing that this is what it is. Show me how to use these while walking with you. Right. I think that's what dedication, like dedicating a building looks like. And sometimes it's like, yeah, we raised all this money. Look at the thing that we yeah. did. And that's cool. But like now, how are you going to use that gymnasium for his glory? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, don't get me wrong. There can be some dangers in, in this attitude because, um, we can just say, well, you know, I, I need something bigger, better, faster, or I need something this to, to really, uh, bring glory to God. And it's never about bringing glory to God. It's just, you want those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in the midst of that too, even as you bring that up, there's this level, I mean, we hear it all the time. It's almost a cliche in church leadership, at least of like, you always want to be walking through and asking God how to be a part of what he's blessing and not doing something. And then saying, now here's the thing I did. God bless it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with it comes even the idea, is there a superstitious type nature with God? Like if I dedicate this or I don't dedicate this, God's going to do good or do bad with it. Or, you know, I know when I would go to Haiti, um, you would see on all their tap taps, which would be their their taxis, (laughs) would be their uh, taxis, um, a lot of religious language on it. And it was only geared because they were hoping that God would spare them from an accident. It was a very superstitious nature. Um, and we can get that way with God very easily. We can start saying, well, if I dedicate this God, now you're going to, you're going to keep it good and you're going to make it work well. And you're going to, you're going to do this. And so our, our intent of why we're dedicating it, as you guys have said, is, is really important on here. Um, and I've never been a part of the blessings of the bikes. I've seen it. I, I don't have anything wrong with it. I don't see anything part of it, you know, that happens here in Western PA. And, and again, I think there's some real good intention behind it is that they're recognizing, Hey, um, you know, we are, are subject to God and we're driving these things and there can be dangerous and we're praying for protection. I think that those can be all good things. And yet at the same time, some people can go there and think, well, you know, if I do this, then everything's going to go my, my way. And so we've got to be really careful with that. But there's nothing in scripture that would say, you know, this is commanded or this is something you to do, or this is something you shouldn't do. But there are examples, I think, of people honestly following the Lord and, and recognizing whether it's a child, whether it's a building, whether it's your home, as, as something that, as we said, been given to us by God. And we want to we want to honor him in that and we want to use it uh, for his kingdom for his glory and and i think that's great and i would encourage you you know if you've never ever thought about that as your 
home, your family or whatever, just, just you know, taking the time to say, Lord, uh, thank you for this. And, and I want to use it. I want to dedicate this to you. I want to, I want to make this a part of something that's going to last for eternity and not, you know, uh, as, as it says in first Corinthians, you know, will burn up like the hay straw and the, and the wood. And so I think that's really important. I think it also falls in the same category as we talked about this idea of even dedicating yourself and realizing that we all have this one life to live and it's been given to us by God. And we want to look and say, and how can I use this before the Lord? Now, again, there are dangers in it because every time the pastor maybe makes a altar call or every time, you know, we think we have to rededicate over and over and over and over again. And we got to be really cautious with that because there's an ebb and flow within our relationship and we are going to sin. We're going to screw up and, and we need to be called back into repentance and, and, and forget forgiveness. And I'm not taken away from that, but I think there are these unique times as, as I've had them in my life where I feel like God was doing something different or something new. And he was calling me to step into that and there's was a moment to say, Lord, I'm going to dedicate whatever this may be, if it's my life or if it's this next season or if it's this part. And, and, and you know, you look as far as Jesus, you know, and he's, you know, praying and he says, Father, if it's possible, let this cap, cup pass from me. Nevertheless, nor I, but I will do as your will. I will follow your will. I am dedicating myself to, to do you. You mentioned Hannah. Um, the same thing, like she's dedicating her life, dedicating Samuel's life uh, before the Lord. I, I think we should be more intent and serious in this. Um, I think we should think about this a little bit more to say, how can we dedicate? How can we make a commitment before the Lord? Uh, you know, Ryan, what, what are your thoughts about the idea of not just something else, but but our own life itself as far as the dedication? Yeah, I think my mind goes to with Paul when he's talking about, you know, living sacrifices and, you know, it, it's in my mind, it's like, I, I think there's probably some points, obviously, at the point of, of true repentance and salvation of there is like this dedication of, you know, Jesus, you gave your life for me. I want to give you my life, yeah. um, you know, but then I think it's like, I think it's just a part of this again and again and again of Lord, I, I I want to give you my whole heart. You know, I, I feel like for me, sometimes it's like <laughs> I give them and then I'm like, a, you know, I, I take it back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I take it back. Um, so I think it's just part of the natural process of, you know, Lord, help me. You know, it's like the, what's the song, Mike, uh, come thou fount where it's take my heart, Lord, take it, seal it, yeah. seal it for thy courts above or something like that. But I think it is like this. Yeah. You know, like, Lord, I want you to have my heart. You got to seal it. You know, it's, it's in danger. Yeah. You know, I, I want to give you myself, yeah. you know, yet again, not to like earn or prove or, you know, whatever. But I think it's just this, this laying down of myself saying, God, I, I want you again, mm. you know, to have all of me, Yeah. you know, don't leave any area untouched. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the sanctification and the, you know, becoming like Christ that I think the father's really looking for is he's looking for people who want him yeah. to transform them. Yeah. You know, so it's, I think it's a holistic thing and it's not just a one and done, but it's Lord continually wash me, cleanse me. I yeah. know I've, I know I've, you know, forever been cleansed, but I need you again and again. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there, there, there are these moments, again, where, uh, again, whether we are presented with a new opportunity or something has been brought to our attention and we realize, oh, wow, I, I haven't been doing this and I want to do something different, where uh, I think it's important, you know, uh, kind of plant those flags, you know, in, your, in our journey. I can look, again, look back in my life, I can see probably three real distinct flag pointings that are not tied to my salvation, but tied to my big step movements and following them. And, and, you know, I feel like I did dedicate myself, even though I didn't know what it was, but we got to, I think also what you're cautioning, be careful. We don't overdo that in a sense where we use that term and we're not, we're not quite fully grasping what we're saying because there's an everyday moment yeah. where we should be denying ourselves. There's an everyday mm-hmm. moment we should be coming for the Lord. That's just part of being a follower of Christ. And I think too, the more that you learn Jesus, you know, the more that you see who he is and what he desires, I think the more, the more you get a picture of maybe there's a part of my life I've really held on to and I do need to dedicate it to God. You know, maybe I do need to give my finances over to him. Maybe I do need to give my work over, you know, and I think those are kind of different elements of you know, different kinds of dedications of, you know what, God, I've been holding on to this thing. I want to give this over to you. Yeah, that's good. Mike, what about you? What are some thoughts there? Yeah, so uh, give me a little grace here because there's going to be some verbal processing that that's just kind of rolling through my mind as as I'm listening to both of you talk. And and I want to say too that like, you know, God's grace is available through Christ to to anyone, and 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 grace is against earning, um, right? And and so you can't like earn God's favor or any of those things. Um, and I want to say that very boldly and clearly before mm-hmm. I kind of go into what I talk about. Cause I don't want it to sound like we're talking about earning, but it, it, I think back to that comment, even, um, that, that I mentioned earlier about how I, I think we want to be a people that is asking God, um, how we can step into what it is that he's blessing into what it is that he's doing and not just saying, God, here's, here's, here's the thing here. Here's what I did now. Now bless it. And yeah. and whenever I think about that, the reason I'm bringing that up is because from, from that aspect or that idea of dedicating your life or rededicating your life, mm-hmm. it's not something that should be done flippantly or carelessly. Um, for one, because God takes our words really seriously. There's a lot written in, in, in scripture about, um, taming your tongue. Um, and, and the significance behind that, but like these vows of dedicating your life, um, are vows and they're vows for a reason and they're legitimate. I think about an old Testament, uh, character that I was taught was a hero and he's not, um, that's Samson Mm -hmm. and Samson, uh, was a Nazarite, which Mm -hmm. short version basically meant he had to live very strictly by a certain code. Um, and it was for a very specific set of uh, years. I, I don't remember if the Nazarite got to determine how many years or if that was just a part of being a Nazarite. But anyway, once he was done and released from that vow, though, he was able to live like a, a normal follower of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Samson did everything opposite of what Nazarites are allowed to do. Now, here's what's interesting, right? Is that once the Nazarite completed their vow, like one of the things was they, their hair was just supposed to grow. Once, and once they completed it, they shaved their head and they would go to the temple and, and there was a, a, a ritual, right? Um, that basically said, I've completed my vow. Well, the story of Samson, he gets mm-hmm. his hair cut and then 
you read this line in the Bible and it says, and then his hair began to grow back and everybody goes, Ooh, he's going to get the Philistines, right? If you know the story and there is an element of that, but if you know about Nazarite vows, then you know that if a Nazarite was a day before his vow was supposed to be fulfilled, if he was literally walking to the temple to complete this, this, this right. And he, something happened, even if it wasn't his fault where he was not able to uphold his vow, he was to shave his head and he was just to start over. That's what it means that his hair began to grow back. And I think Samson was humbled in that moment and was able to essentially rededicate in that moment. God forced him in prison where he had no other options, but to essentially be a Nazarite, uh, where he was. And obviously that, 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 that's not what God does. I think when we're rededicating our life, but it is, I think a, a story that conveys the seriousness with which that, that God takes these vows. And, yeah. and if you're going to sit there and go, yes, God, take my life, take it and use it. Well, then he's going to want to use it. Yeah. And, and, and so I think we just need to be careful about leaning into Lord, what is it that, that, that you're doing in, in my life? Like what, where is it that, that you're leading me? And, and, and there's moments, I mean, I had one a couple of weeks ago where I'm sitting there and I could feel God really just pouring and pulling one strand of, of my life and saying, Hey, this needs to be mine yeah. and just being like, okay. All right. Like, and, and, and that's a little bit different because, because it's, it's really, again, asking God, like, what is it that you're doing and how can I step into it? Not God, look at what a great job I'm doing mm-hmm. since I'm so great. Why don't you bless me? Yeah. That's, and, and I think sometimes that's, that's how we can carelessly approach the throne mm. and be like, well, I just dedicated my life to Christ. And it's like, do you know what that means? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That's, that's good. I appreciate appreciate you sharing that because you know, these subtleties that we talk about, uh, you know, how we approach it or why we're approaching it or, or what we think we're getting out of it, uh, I think really does, uh, mean a lot and is significant. And, you know, I just would want to encourage you if you're listening right now and you really feel like, you know, Hey, as, as, as these guys were talking or, or, uh, as you're listening and, and really felt maybe nudged to, there was something airy in your life. You, you just knew you were hanging on to and, you know, God was kind of calling you out on it and, and, you know, don't, don't shy away from it. Uh, kind of explore that step into it and see if this is an area of, of moment where you want to dedicate. Um, maybe you think about your home, you think about other things you want to dedicate those things. Don't, don't shy away from it. But at the same time, don't be thinking just because you do that, that's going to mean a blessing is going to follow. Um, you know, I, I have, seen blessing in my life over and over and over again. But at the same time, I've seen hardships and difficulties and desert moments as well, too. And I can't tell you what's going to come or what's going to be next. But I do know that if you feel the Lord moving, that we there's no better place to be than to step into that moment and to trust him in that and to, uh, you know, see the potential that of what God may may do in that moment. And, you know, I know it can be scary and I know you can be afraid or maybe you feel like you've done it before and you failed, uh, you know, just just trust in this moment. Maybe God is doing that. And, um, you know, just just look at this as uh, maybe uh, one of those kind of just God moments wherever you are, if you're driving, if you're work at home, if you're at work uh, where God is just maybe maybe nudging you and moving you into that. Um, but you know, as always, we'd love to be able to help you out. 
Uh, if there's anything we can do to pray for you or to answer any questions, you can email us at info at churchrefuge.com. And uh, we'd love to, to help out and just try to uh, see that this idea of sometimes when we pray, it, it, there's a moments where we're going to use it to dedicate ourselves, to dedicate something. And, um, you know, this is a good thing. Uh, it's something that maybe uh, even God can use right now in this moment. And so uh, we'll be praying for you.